Hi, welcome to Ottawa Church of Christ. Today I want to look at patterns found in the book of James. James is such an amazing book and it so fits into this uh, matrix of the fruit of the Holy Spirit that, uh, that it just kind of gives you goosebumps when you start placing the book inside this chart. We need to remember to, to understand what love is, you got to trust God's word. Joy is obey God's word. Peace comes from sharing God's word. There's the chart. Now let's jump into let's jump into the book of James. James chapter 1, verse 1 through verse 18. You need to see what he's saying here. Consider it all joy, brethren, when you encounter various trials. Look excited. Feel great about any challenges that are in this world, knowing that the testing of your faith produces endurance. Faith comes from hearing, hearing by the word of God. Faith comes from the word of God. That means he's talking about trust the word of God. And when you're being challenged, then get excited about that. Let endurance have its perfect results so that you may be perfect, complete. You're lacking in absolutely nothing. When things are challenging you, there's nothing that you don't need when you've got the word of God. And if you still don't understand, what does James say? If you lack wisdom, let him ask of God who gives to all generously and without reproach. God will give you the wisdom to understand what the Word of God is saying to deal with the problem which you find yourself in. But you got to go to Him in prayer and you got to believe He answers prayer. Or else you're going to be what? You're going to be a double-minded man. And if you're double-minded, don't think God's going to give you anything. James is saying, load up on this thing called the Word of God because that's where you're going to get the love. Trust the Word. God's going to take you through. The end of this chapter, 19 to 27, I mean, it's so beautiful because he's saying, he's talking about joy. Joy is obeying the word of God. What's James saying? Put aside all filthiness, all that remains of wickedness and humility. Receive the word of God implanted, which is able to save your souls, and prove yourselves doers of the word and not merely hearers who delude themselves. You got to put it into action. If you don't have joy in your life about, and you're a Christian, the problem is you're not putting the Word of God into action. You're not obeying the Word of God. You're sitting back in your laurels. You're sitting in pews. You're not doing something. Get activated. Joy comes. Pure and undefiled religion in the sight of God and Father is visit orphans, widows, in their distress. Keep oneself unstained by the world. Get it going. And you'll find things are going to start happening in your lives. Peace in the congregation comes when, verse 1, my beloved, my brethren, do not hold your faith in your glorious Lord Jesus with an attitude of personal favoritism. When you've got little cliques, little groups breaking out, this group's always meeting here, this one always meeting there. What are you doing? You're showing partiality. Verse 9, if you show partiality, you're committing sin or convicted by the law as transgressors. Everybody's equal. The rich man's coming in. You're sitting him up here. The poor man, he's down at your feet. Don't be doing this. Everybody is totally equal in the body of Christ. You don't judge people by physical or what they do. We don't judge people. We're all equal. And it's the peace that needs to reign when we start sharing the word of God with one another. That's called what? That's called fellowship. James then gets on to us about patience. What use is it if he, you know, verse 14 of chapter 2, uh, if he sees a brother or sister without clothing or in need of daily food and you say, well, go in peace, be warm, be filled, yet you don't give them what's necessary for their body, what use is that? Even so, faith, if it has no works, is dead. 
you know, here you got some people and they don't think they've got enough for themselves. And so here's somebody struggling. So they're not going to share with them. Because if I share with them, then I won't have what I need to have. Patience is trusting God's blessings. Matthew chapter 6, don't worry about what you're going to eat, drink, or what you're going to wear. God takes care of you. So that long suffering is, if I see a person in need, I need to reach out and help them. If I see a brother or sister struggling, I need to be there for them. I don't have time. Yes, you do. I don't have enough money. Yes, you do. Most people need for us to listen to them in, in the first place. And he gives two really excellent examples. Abraham, who spends three days walking to a mountain in order to sacrifice his son, whom all the world is going to be blessed through this one son. Abraham, did he worry about it? Nada. Why? Because he knew that God could, after he killed his son, after he sacrificed his son, raise him back from the dead. Check that out in Hebrews chapter 11. Rahab, the same way, hearing the blessings of God through the spies, she sent them out in a different way because she had patience and she trusted in God to come through with his blessings. This is what James is trying to get these guys to think about. Kindness is all of chapter 3. He's reminding us, let not many become teachers, my brethren, knowing as such we will incur a stricter judgment. You incur a stricter judgment when you start opening your mouth and sharing that word of God. You've got to learn to understand what the word of God is, is talking about. And he's saying, let not many of you be teachers, but we do need to plant seed. So he gets on to us here and says, you know, you've got to bless, not curse. When we're cursing people, we're judging people. We're called to bless, plant seed. That's the role that God calls us to do. Share. No, he says, obey the blessings of God. If this is what God's given to me, I need to obey it and share it with other people. So that's the role that, uh, that James is kind of talking about in this situation. Chapter 4 is goodness. This is sharing the blessings of God. Goodness comes when you're sharing about your conver conversion. When you became a Christian uh, and started to tell other people about Christ and what he's done for you. And notice in verse 4, he's calling them adulteresses. Do you not know that friendship to the world, with the world, is hostility towards God? Whoever wishes to be a friend of the world makes himself an enemy of God. If you want to be a friend of the world, don't tell them about Christ. That's what you've got to understand because the world doesn't want to hear about it. But if you want to be a friend to God, share the word, and the world's not going to be listening to you that much. Too many people, Christians, are at work, nobody even knows they're a Christian. Because they know the reaction, or they suspect the reaction of people once they start sharing the truth of God's word to other people. So they don't. So they can keep that friendships going. God's saying, James is saying, don't do that. Submit to God, resist the devil, draw near to God, be miserable, mourn, weep, laughter turn into mourning, and you're... And, and your joy to gloom. Humble yourselves in the presence of the Lord. He will exalt you. That's when goodness is going to start flowing from you. Last half of chapter 4, faithfulness. Uh, verse 13, come now you who say, today or tomorrow we'll go to such and such a city. Spend a year uh, there and engage in business and make a profit. Yet you don't know what your life will be like tomorrow. You're just a vapor. Pierce for a little while, vanishes. Instead you ought to say, if the Lord wills, we will live. Too many people are, are making all their plans and things they're going to do in this world totally without God. Thinking they're just going to go on and on and on. The economy's going to go on and on. We're just going to make all kinds of money. But you don't know. You could die tomorrow. You know, If I'm going to be making plans of the future, I need to be making plans with God in mind. 
you know, if the Lord's will, we will live and do this or do that. Keep God in your plans. You're going places. Leave God out of your plans, and you're no longer the faithful person that you need to be. Gentleness. Gentleness is he's talking to those rich guys that own the farms. Behold, the pay of the laborers who mowed your field, which, was, which has been withheld by you. The cries are out against you, and the outcries of those did the harvesting. He's condemning the rich because they're trying to hang on to this because that's what they're putting their faith in their finances. But look what he says to the, those guys that are doing the labor. Verse 9, do not complain, brethren, against one another, so that you yourselves may not be judged. Behold, the judge is standing right at the door. Yes, the rich are treating you badly, but hang in there, right? Be gentle. Understand you're under false accusation. Understand you're being mistreated, but do not, be, do not play fight fire with fire. You've got to hang in there. And then finally, how he always finishes, self-control, 13 to 20. Uh, is any one of you sick? Call the elders. Uh, and they are to pray over him, anointing him with oil in the name of the Lord. The prayer offered in faith will restore the one who is sick, and the Lord will raise him up. Therefore, confess your sins to one another, pray for one another. This is not a physical healing. This is a spiritual healing. Look up the word sick. And there's two different Greek words in here for sick in this little bit of text here. He's saying at the end of this book, if you've seen yourself in all of these things that I've accused the, the church of, then you need to confess your sins to the elders and they will forgive you and God will forgive you and restore you. It takes a lot of self-control to confess your faults to another and it takes a lot of self-control to forgive one another. But that's what the book of James is about. It's one of the earliest books. It's written to the early church, which was mostly Jews. The, Paul hasn't started bringing in the Gentiles. And what James is saying, you guys got to learn to love one another. You guys got to learn to get along with one another. Because what are you going to do when those people that you think are dogs, when they come into the church, how's the church going to react? The church has got to be at peace. It's got to learn to work together. And that's what James is trying to teach us. And to add to this, because we're looking at these charts, what I'd like to give you a picture of is simply, what about teaching in a foreign language? Well, mathematics is a universal language. If we can simply teach people how to build the matrix, 1 Corinthians 13, 13, now remain faith, hope, and love. The greatest of these is love. And then if we can teach them Galatians 5, 22 and 23, uh, these are the fruits of the Holy Spirit, love, joy, peace, patience, goodness, kindness. Teach them this simple chart, okay? Then they can go to their, their Mandarin Bible, look up Galatians 5, 22 and 23, and they're going to put the, the word Mandarin, uh, that's in Mandarin for love, joy, peace, patience. And for faith, hope, faith, hope, and love, faith, hope, and love. Now they're into their own language, correct? And the same thing with the Spanish, same thing with the French, all we have to teach them is Galatians 5.22. It's just simply mathematical, and if they have their own Bible, they're there. And then, it doesn't matter what the language is, once they know the chart, all we have to do is give them James chapter 1, 1 to 18, James chapter 1, 19 to 27. All we have to give them is this simple little stuff right here, the chart. They go to the, the book and ask the question, how's God teaching us love? How's God teaching us joy? How's God teaching us patience? We don't even have to be there. Teach them this one chart, and then all we have to do is send them this nine verses, and then the book's theirs. 
and they go to figure out how they're going to change their lives to take on the fruit of the Holy Spirit. Uh, I, I just find it's an incredible opportunity to open things up to all kinds of different people without me having to learn different languages. Anyways, that's the challenge. Talk to you again.